everyone on Greetings and Good Day, and welcome to Birds All Day, uh, the special action-packed Winter Meetings edition. My name is Drew Ferriservice, and, and I am uh, joining you here, uh, as always, with uh, with Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I, I am well. I'm, I'm old reliable. You are I, old I'm reliable. Semi-reliable, yep. You've, yeah, we have, we're, we're good. We're yeah, good. A bit of a blip there. A bit of a blip. We don't need to, yeah. We don't need to revisit that, yeah. no, no. Uh, but yeah, winter meetings. Shit's Woo! going down. Exciting. The hot stove. Oh, don't touch it. So hot. White hot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, not a lot of uh, news news in Blue Jays world. The Rule 5 draft was today. Wow. Which, uh, yeah. let me tell you, if you're the kind of person who's into that, I don't, I, I, I there's no hope for you. No. Frankly. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, the Jays got a guy this time. Gonna try to keep a man on their roster. See how that goes. Maybe give the, the San Francisco Giants some cash or a player to be named later, just for the privilege of not having to keep. Uh, was it be a genie in a bottle uh, <laughs> for uh, for the duration of the season? There, I mean, be a be a guy on the shuttle back and forth the Buffalo. Is that his name? Well, uh, they'd like to be able to do that, but mm. as a Rule Five guy, they'll have to offer him to mm. San Francisco unless they no, figure true. something out. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we can get into that. I hope we don't get too much. I hope that. we don't get into that. I'll be honest. I mean, it's you. You were you forced to write something about it, or did you indulge? Nobody forces me to do anything. Uh, well, but you forced yourself. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What the people the people want to know about the Rule Five draft guys. He is. Good. I mean, theoretically, he's going to be on the twenty five man roster. That's that's the only way to keep him. Uh, except for you know working on a trade. He, he's a, he's a guy that. Uh, it's like Liam Hendricks. That's what that's what I was calling Liam Hendricks two point That's that's what, a lot to ask because Hendricks was really fucking good this year. But uh, was he a real five guy? No. Oh, but just in term in terms of you know an okay starter. He, you know he only got to double A, but he yeah. throws, he throws hard. They think he'll throw harder in short stints out of the bullpen. You know I think he works like I think the scouting video that I saw said you know ninety one to ninety four, but it could touch ninety six. They're probably hoping you know hey this is a yeah, yeah. Right in reliever, gonna Stuff hit play 94, up in the pen. 96, You know, yeah, has yeah. An, a changeup he likes. Uh, you know, doesn't get any swing and miss. And uh, you know, I don't know. I think my favorite part about the the Rule Five draft is how much the first like I made a joke about how it's going to be all made up names by Riley from Productive Outs, and then we'll ever <laughs> yeah. Know. And then the first like handful of guys have definitely got made up names. All of, like they cannot be real. Evan uh, Rajitsky or whatever, however you pronounce that, he's Canadian, I guess. Hey, cool. Uh, Jake Cave, which is totally a made-up like porn star <laughs> name. Yeah. Uh, Jabari Blash, which is like a really cool name. Uh, it's all bullshit. Be a genie. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Zach Jones and uh, G Man Choi. It never-ending excitement in the Royal Five Draft. So we're so that's that we've expended. Yeah, that, the, that n- nothing point. else to talk about there. Yeah, there's not really a lot else to talk about. There's a lot of really frustrated people. It's only getting worse by the moment. The fuses they are short. Poor, yeah. poor, not, not myself included, you know. People killing guys like Wilner, Shill. I want you if you search Wilner <laughs> yeah, and Shill, you would get some oh, disturbing, God, disturbing yeah. results. But uh, so we'll talk about the, the other stuff that's going on. I guess the news, the non-news news, talking about uh, around your Toronto Blue Jays, which is what we do here on this show called Birds All Day. Uh, if this is the first time listening to it, I apologize. If you are familiar, I'm not familiar. Yeah, we do this, and you can sign up on iTunes. You can you can subscribe uh, us and Serial. 
big things. Big, <laughs> yeah. big things going around. We're going to talk about that probably at some point. Well, we're going to talk about cereal. Yeah. And, uh, but I, yes. I finally watched The Leftovers. So The whole thing? whole thing. Oh, good. We can Woo! talk about that. I, I'm, Season three going to happen. It's, I think it'll be short, like five, six episodes. Whatever. That's, that's Whatever the HBO move. You liked it, though? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, great. It's very good. Uh, you interrupted my sales pitch, damn it. <laughs> Uh, rate review people, on, it, people, on iTunes. I need to subscribe. give people a reason to not fast forward through the sales pitch. So ah, you're right. Inject some content in there. I am a I am a, a pop culture commenter now, so that, that's fine. Indeed. We can do that. Uh, and of course, on Patreon, you can hit it up, hit us up on Patreon. Sign up, shoot us a couple bucks a month uh, if you feel so inclined, and we are uh, very gracious and thankful for everyone who's done that throughout the year. And uh, for that, we hope you have a uh, happy holidays. Indeed, it's uh, from one uh, one of iTunes in Canada's uh, best of 2015 podcasts. Was apparently. it best of? I didn't want to say anything. I think it was. It just said re- it said new editions or something at the bottom of the. Year. I think it was the best of the new edition, the new this year ones. They obviously don't listen to them then. No, clearly not. They just are like, oh, it, the algorithm knows all. Yeah. I don't well, know. thank you for those who made us on that list. That, I, that's probably that's probably Chris, right? Yeah. Good for awesome him, dude. Didn't know. I've never met him. I don't know oh. anybody. Nobody knows me. I'm not, I don't get free shit at the fucking butcher all the time. We get... It happened once. Not that I'm complaining. Once is more than once enough. Once is plenty. Yeah, no. Generous and lovely people out there is all I'm saying. And we, we thank you for everything that you've sustained us through the year. So, such that here we are in December. Uh, even though the weather outside is more a little bit more like April. <laughs> See any shorts, people? You're not a shorts I saw a shorts guy. shorts guy. Are you? No. The fuck no. Yeah. Clearly. I'm sorry. That's, that's an ignorant question to ask somebody. When did you stop beating your wife? <laughs> <laughs> I was in Edmonton last week, and there was a shorts guy in Edmonton because it was unseasonably warm. So he was standing on the corner of Jasper and 101st, 101st Northwest. Wearing, what the fuck does that mean? It's an intersection. 101st Northwest. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the okay. streets work. Anyway, he was right by the fucking Edmonton Journal offices. Wearing shorts well, because it was like two degrees or one degree outside in Edmonton you know, in December. What else does he have to live for? Very little. Edmonton was okay. Well, nice okay. I'm glad. I'm glad you had my view talk. of it from the meeting room I sat in for two. Fucking days. <laughs> I thought you were going to say from the departing plane, the first one you could possibly get yourself on. I had a lovely cab driver. He was a lovely man. We talked. He was from Syria. We talked about cabs. All right, well, how else what am I going? What are you doing? Well, did you see they've gone insane? I didn't. I hadn't. They had not yet gone insane. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't know how I would expense Uber as well. Anyway, birds all day. We're gonna come back. We're talking about all the non-news news from the winter meetings uh, on this edition, the 69th edition of Birds All Day. So of course the news from the winter meeting are uh, is it not it's not it's not bad news. I think this is the thing that I keep forgetting about is that the Blue Jays are still very good. Yeah, they're not David Price good like with David Price as good as they were would be with with him. But the Blue Jays are fine. The Blue Jays are gonna assuming health, which is you know you can't do that with a pitcher. The, the Blue Jays are gonna get thirty plus starts from Mark Stroman this year. They got 15 from him and Price combined last year. Mm-hmm. That is in the aggregate better. Better. Uh, doesn't mean you don't miss Price, but you know that's 
the reality. And, and I keep saying this uh, to people and in blog posts and, and maybe maybe not enough. Uh, you know, it's it's almost it's a matter of timing in a lot of ways. You know, people mm-hmm. are down about they're not doing enough this off season. The winter meetings were dull. They didn't, they, you know, nothing really happened. It's like, yeah, they got Troy Tulowitzki and you know at the at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still there. That improved them immensely. It just happened to happen. You know, and people are going to be like, oh, you sound like you were mentioning what Mike Wilner being called a shill. You know, you're going to be, oh, you sound like Wilner here, but it's fucking true. They they helped their outfield defense a lot with Revere at the trade deadline. You know, they made huge improvements uh, at the trade deadline that are still going to linger. And they get Stroman back for the whole year. They're a really good team in a really good position. You know, it, it just sucks to see everybody sort of loading up. Uh, the score. Yeah, loading up sort of beside them and, and, uh, and you know. The score. Boston's going to be really good. The score. The, the other teams, yes. The other teams are. Uh, Boston has improved immensely. Although they still are going to give 22% of their at-bats to Hanley Ramirez and Pablo Sandoval. Yeah, you know, they're going to fucking be good. The question... <laughs> I don't know if that's true. No. I, 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 think, hope, I hope not, but... I don't... I, I think as long as, as as long as Hanley's shoulder is okay, he will be Hanley at the plate. Whether or not he's fucking stumbling around the outfield, I don't know. Right, it's going to be at first base. I can't believe they're going to do that. They're going to what shove do you mean? him all the way to first. <laughs> he seemed to take so well to a new position the last time they did that. Weird. Um, but I can also understand the disappointment and anger and dis- whatever that's going on because of the stuff that happened with Anthopolis. Obviously, it left like a terrible taste in people's mouth, and they were ready. It did. Yeah. To you know, they're they're ready to pounce. They're ready to pounce on any kind of tendencies that they that do not align with what they expect as if they forgot that like each of the last seven winters right other than like you know the big the big trade here but it's not like the blue days are whatever big movers and shakers at the winter meetings anyway no right the donaldson thing happened before yeah last year it was Carl bella last year happened, was like that yeah. was the move yeah martin was already here donaldson was already here the the big trade in 2013 had already happened Every year they go. Remember, it was they were going to sign Prince Fielder. Everyone was like, "No, well, what if?" But the Prince Fielder thing reminds me a little bit too much of the Chris Davis thing right now. Like, well, what if he, you know, just like decides going to take a little bit less? Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, that would be good for the Blue Jays. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but it's not good for Prince Fielder. He's going to get as much as he can. Yeah, clearly. It's uh, yeah, and but also, I mean, part of it is part of the reaction that that you know I have, and maybe you have as well, is I, like I, people don't follow the team the way that I do. I definitely notice that that's a thing. You know, I, because I, everything that I talk about and, and this, I, you know, I've been accused of the shill thing myself because mm-hmm. I try to understand what the fuck they're doing and what the impetus is for the way that they're acting and then sort of go from there. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, every, not everybody else, but a lot of people, not, not that they can't separate the front office from the ownership, but, it, it's just it's the Jays, and it's like why don't they spend more money? And I completely agree that that's a fucking horseshit thing that that mm. you know they that that they should be done better by. But I try to think about it in terms of what they can do and what they can expect from the budget going forward. You know that was sort of the the prism through you know viewing through the moves that they made at the trade deadline. You know, and and all the way back to like you know when they when you look at the payroll stuff and 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 when they're adding guys like Russell Martin, you're always thinking. 
uh, you know, that's great that they've added Russell Martin, but what is it going to mean down the line? Because yeah. you can sort of never trust Rodgers to keep the payroll at a healthy level or that, at a, an, a, an expanding level. You know, we remember mm-hmm. the Irvin Santana situation where it's like, this guy is here for the taking and the Jays want him and he wants to be here. And hey, ownership, why don't you just maybe fucking kick in a little bit of extra money? No, really? <laughs> we have to get the players to just to like defer salary and change their contracts just to make this happen. You know, Rogers can, if they, you know, if it is their want, just say, Nope, fuck you. We're shutting off the tap where mm-hmm. your budget is your budget and we're not going to be flexible on it. And so that sort of has to be in the back of the mind of, of the, of the front office. And so therefore out the back of the mind of any fan kind of trying to think about seriously what the fuck they're doing. And that's why it's, you know, if that's not in the back of your mind, you're going to look at what they're doing and be like, holy fuck, what the fuck is wrong with these people? And if you are thinking about that, you're like, holy fuck, there's like a looming like payroll bottleneck disaster coming. And mm-hmm. I completely understand why they're not going and splashing money on David Price or, you know, are, are trying to think long term. And that's sort of the thing that came up with the Batista and Encarnacion and extension stuff today, which is all going to get hung on Mark Shapiro, mm-hmm. uh, which it shouldn't because that is something that's sort of. Uh, the, the, their exit was was put into motion a long time before Mark Shapiro got on the scene. At, you know, remotely, like that, that's just that's been a thing that's been coming. One thing I will say is that Blue Jays fans, all, most fa- t- fans of teams, don't follow other teams anywhere nearly as closely as they follow their own. True. I was talking to some uh, uh, my old boss actually, and he was telling me about a guy that he knew. He was speaking with him. And he's a Dodgers fan. Fan of the Dodgers who had, what was it, a $230 million <laughs> payroll this year? More than that? That sounds light, yeah. Freaking out. Freaking out. Because Zach Greinke left to go to the Diamondbacks as a free agent. Freaking out, a Dodgers guy, because the Dodgers got like straight up outbid. Someone else decided to spend more money than the Dodgers. Yeah. The Dodgers. The Los <laughs> Angeles Dodgers signed... Hisashi Iwakuma instead of Zach Granke because they're in a similar kind of bottleneck in a way because they have they're still paying Carl Crawford. Yeah, they're paying Carl Crawford like twenty million dollars a year. They're paying fucking Andre Ethier eighteen million dollars a year. They're paying Matt Kemp to play for the Padres like ten million dollars a year. Yep. It's it's even the Dodgers who operate without a budget essentially have a budget. Yeah, you can't just buy everything and everyone it's just it's the fact of the matter now the blue jays fact of the matter is this incarnation i feel like today we've uh, in the last couple of days we've heard more about the incarnation stuff yeah um, versus bautista which to me i i am here to imply that mm-hmm. there is no extension available for jose bautista like he's not into it at all that's this is totally me like Sure. Get in there on my own, my own baggage, saying that he has said or has, has told his agent, like, I'm not looking at anything until I can get a sense of what's out there for me. That I mean, you know, you run the risk of, of being unfair to try to judge, you know, try to get a sense of, no, no, of, of people of people like this. But, you, you, I don't know, you get the feeling that Jose is the guy. And I think you hear someone like Jeff Blair will talk about this, too. You know, like, uh, you know Jose see, wants to get paid and deserves to get paid. Yeah. And, you know, Jesus, look at what he's played for, for all the value he's produced over the years. It's been ridiculous. And as much as, you know, to us, it's like, oh, yeah, you still got, like, a $65 million contract or whatever it was. Mm. Uh, 
you know, he should have got way more if it was, well, maybe not at the time, but if, if he'd gone year to year, he could have made a shit ton more. Well, that, he, of course, he, isn't reality. He but. would have been a free, he would he hit 50 home runs, 53 home runs, and then he had like, he was had a better year on the balance. Yeah. He would have been hitting free agency then. Yeah. With that kind of, <coughs> excuse me, platform built as a free yeah. agent case. In the time since he signed that deal, basically, so from 2011 to 2015, Jose Bautista has been worth 26 wins above replacement, according to Fangraphs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For which he has been paid, I think, $68 million? $78 yeah. million, maybe? I don't know. I don't even think that. Yeah, I think the first number is closer. I think. I think it was like 55 and then the, the option or something like that. Uh, whatever it is. That's awfully light for that kind of production. That's a that for the Blue Jays is a huge again. Uh, yeah, it's it's a huge amount of value that he that they've you know seventy eight. That's what Shadi oh, Vidi wrote wow. today because there was because the option I stand right. Corrected, so you there had was, it exactly right. Yeah, it was sixty it was sixty five oh, okay. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. Autoplay killing yeah, killing the game here. Thanks, Sportsnet. Uh, terrible terrible and choice. In that same time, Edwin Encarnacion has been worth. 17 wins above replacement. Uh, and he has been paid a little bit more than uh, $37 million. Which is insane as well. So the two of them have produced like 40 <laughs> wins and have been paid like $100 million, which is not a lot relative to their age and baseball economics. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so this this piece that we're referencing is from Shai Davidi, who talked about how the value of power and like how the league values it is going to tell the Blue Jays a lot. It's going to inform everybody what guys like Encarnacion and Bautista are going to be worth should that yeah. when they hit the free market. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be nuts if Chris Davis gets like more than 150 million dollars for being an insane like mutant freak power hitter who's not nearly as accomplished a hitter as Jose Bautista or Edwin Encarnacion. They're just right. like straight up better hitters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially with that weird down year that Davis had, yes. Well, and just like the swing and miss in his game. Like, Indeed, that too. There's yeah. so much about Chris Davis that is like appealing, watching him just like flick balls over the opposite field fence, just having like that stupid donkey power that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. But he has like that crazy amount of swing and miss in his game, and he's big, and maybe, you know, there's always worries, but he's going to kind of physically fall yeah. apart because he's so huge yeah edwin but, i think in the second half was back to the you know the thing he did a couple years ago with you know uh, more of a higher walk rate than his strikeout rate yeah and Bautista, for a guy who fucking was the second best hitter in baseball in the second half and bautista's the same way in over that time in since 2011 but jose bautista has more walks than strikeouts yeah it's he, he, he's real good he's really good and and Carnacion is like almost even basically I don't think there's any number that you could tell me. And I wrote that thing for the post about what he might get, and I kind of used you know Sheffield stuff. And I'm, the more I think about it, the more I think I like way undershot it. I I emailed a couple people and I was like, "What do you think?" And some people were like, three years, ninety million dollars is what one of the numbers that somebody kind of threw out there." Yeah. And I guess now the, the, with the uh, notice that the changes in the CBA could affect it, so it could go even higher. Yeah. But like, and also, I mean, that's you're, for you're looking at salaries this year. Maybe this doesn't affect it, but there's fucking dog shit free agency next year. It's not. It's not a good market. Like for and for those kind of hitters, it's not like there isn't a, a Chris Davis competing with those guys for for dollars. Or even it's those guys. Or even the Cespedes, 
right? Yeah. No, you understand for this? Like that. Yeah. God damn it! I don't think he's that good. <laughs> I like. I yeah. just. It doesn't matter how well he plays. I'm. I'm hard. It's hard for to convince me that I that he's as good as what he's probably going to end up with. And Justin Upton is the same way. Justin Upton's good, not good enough, you know, for what we wanted or what everyone expected of him. But like those guys are going to make huge, huge checks. And Bautista and Ekranasco, I'm just going to sit back and laugh. Yep. But of course, the reality, the way that we view it now, especially with. Mark Shapiro and what's the other guy's name? Ross Atkins. Yeah, it could be Russ Russ Atkins, but I think it's Ross Atkins. Yeah, they are they are the, they are the bad guys. They are the the heels, the villains. Yeah. So what if <laughs> the the villains because they've had to clean up fucking Paul Beeston's mess? Yeah. Paul Beeston, interesting, yeah, interesting Beeston, choice. Yeah. Choice of mess, man. They you went. Can't, you can't shit on Anthopolis right now, so I'll, I'll say Beeston. It wouldn't stick. It would bounce right off. Apparently, contract morass of the that their roster is. Uh, I just don't. I, it just the more I think about it, the less likely it seems that either of them are. And the shitty thing is, I think you were talking about this today as well. Beltran and Teixeira off the books in New York. Ortiz fucking retired. <laughs> retiring in Boston. Jesus Christ! Of all the places. Well, these Who are, else? These are future DHs. I mean, they're not going to the National League. Future DHs, one of whom, at least one of whom, is going to be like, I'm looking for $30 million a year, even though I'm in, in yeah. my late 30s. Yeah. Who else is going to give it to them? The Angels would, but they can't. The Rangers can't. They've got one of those. Houston's not going to do it. Seattle's and, not going to do it. And if I was a Red Sox or Yankees fan, I would just fucking... Piss laughing in our faces. Never stop piss laughing. Yeah. Never stop. The, yeah. the Detroit can't do it. They've got two or three yeah. Yeah. each. There's nobody else. If the Orioles end up signing Davis, they're not going to do it. Nope. So it's either the Blue Jays re-sign Chris Day, uh, Jose Bautista and Edwin Encarnacion. Somebody else does. And all, somebody else is only two left. Pretty much. Pretty fucking much only two left. It's terrifying. I I don't eat, I I'm trying to picture it and also not <laughs> trying to picture Jose Bautista with no beard, right, hitting yeah. a home run and running on the bases wearing pinstripes and it like, <laughs> like it's hard to think about. Hey, you need you need villains, right? That's what that's what makes it fun. Do you think fans would turn on Jose Bautista if he went to the White Sox to the Yankees? Yep. Oh my god! In like half. A oh my god! Yeah. In Absolutely. a uh, as the word as the phrase in a New York heartbeat. Yeah. I think that yeah, they would. Yeah. Uh, or I'm sorry, a New York New York minute. That's right. In a New York minute, they would turn. Oh fuck yeah! On Jose Bautista. They will tomorrow if they have the opportunity. A lot that, of them. I think they absolutely will. Yeah. Edwin less so. Also, Edwin to continue like with the the Jeff Belair thing. He seems to, Edwin seems to be the guy who they think is. More amenable to extending in Toronto and likes it here. He's not not as hell bent maybe on free agency as Jose is. I, I I mean Jesus, this is just speculation. I have no idea what Batista really thinks. Stephen Brunt, you know, he he wants to get paid like everybody else wants to get paid. Brunt said the same thing. Yeah. On uh, at the ladders with with Arden a few months ago. So there you go. There you have it. Right from Beeston's mouth. Uh, there was some news this week, actually. Um, we're not going to talk about the Rule Five draft again. Are we? There's been a lot made, a lot made at the end of the season about the Jays' in-game, uh, in-game production. 
and changing the experience for the fans because there yeah. were more people there. Yeah, yeah. So I heard mm-hmm. a little rumble about the Jays maybe changing things up in terms of like songs. Okay, okay. Seventh inning song maybe. Yeah, changing it up. I don't know. Tell me what you think. This is what I. This is the the the, the rumblings I've been hearing. Oh, <laughs> I see what you did. People you really, did. really don't like those two guys right now. They really don't. They're just searching for reasons to hate them. You know, it's like somebody called Atkins the fucking like the stepdad, and that's totally what it is. It's like people are like, I fucking hate his glasses. Like, look at him. <laughs> he fucking, you know, he fucking just they come in, they talk, they're they're clearly just Rogers Stooges, and they're these. This is horrible. You know the. The cronyism, these Cleveland guys, like they just—they're just searching for reasons to hate them, and just have this complete blind spot to literally everything that happened when Anthopolis and Beeston were here prior to about July twenty-fifth. Like it's so fucked. I was a, so fucked. Well, I sat here on this couch, and mm-hmm. the Dow Steve sat there, and you sat there, mm-hmm. and we talked at length about firing Anthopolis. I believe that we did, yeah. But fucking canning him. Because like Mark Shapiro, Alex Anthopoulos didn't win shit. Yeah. He like, really didn't. Like Mark Shapiro, Paul Beeston without Hall of Famer Pat Gillick didn't win shit. <laughs> well, except that he was with Hall of Famer Pat Gillick for quite some time there when they did win. But yes. He had a... <laughs> Paul Beeston, the passenger in chief. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I get it. I get the... The you know we've we've been over this here. The fact that they they went out and they hired Atkins, and again we've been over this. And I was in the radio this week talking about how like well by having Shapiro as like the de facto GM, but not the GM. You're able to you said this too. Yeah, it will offer a smart kid or a smart guy a cool job and not have it be a parallel move, a lateral move. So he's allowed to come away yeah. from goddamn Cleveland. And you've, yeah, they should have done that, but that, don't tell that to people who are looking for reasons to shit on them. But it does it. It, it does feel shitty to see the team just go to like, yeah, yeah, they're good. And when it's like, no, well, they could be better. The the thing that gets me, and this is the last thing we'll talk about, then we'll take a little break. Sure. Is that they were real close. <laughs> real close on. Was it Mark Lowe they were real close on? Uh, Ysmero, oh, uh, uh, Petit? Petit? Yeah. Real close. Second. Close second. Yeah. Fuck off with all that. Yeah, nobody needs that. No. I think people didn't like it also that... Uh... Like Atkins was like, "Oh no, we haven't even talked to Edwin's people," and then it's like we like we saw them leaving your suite, and uh, yeah, I think that did not sit well with some of the local writers. There was there was a lot of like, which is a mistake on the part of Cleveland boys here. Don't get on the bad side of those guys because Jesus, you're already in a bad position. Atkins, but they don't care. What does that matter to them? Do you think that Ross Atkins for all the all this all the angry step? Childing going on about his, I don't like your face, fuck face. No, no one pick him out of a lineup. Like, no. is he worried about walking down the street in Toronto getting shit on? No, no, I that's no, you're right, you're right. Is it when he's picking up the newspaper and the no, not reading the newspaper? Well, I no, nobody does anymore. <laughs> uh, buy an ad, hey, they, <laughs> Jesus, they uh, I, I think that's a lesson, but it's also just stupid. Yeah. Like, it's, like, childish. There's, it's a childish way to try to control the flow of information in a way that isn't realistic. And that, yeah. I think there was a, that was, in some ways, for that brief, the brief, glorious, left eye La Cava era, he was, like, refreshingly honest. 
Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, refreshingly, so. not he honest, wasn't but at all though, he was he was like Anthopolis. He would just like mumble every fucking possibility, leave every door open, and then it's like, hey, he really, uh, he really said a lot there. You know, I I don't know. But I, then Anthopolis just like used. I think the thing with Anthopolis was he just talked so much that it's just kind of like it was a cavalcade, like a yeah. fucking Phil Spector wall of sound. Like somewhere <laughs> there's a guitar in there. I don't know where it is, but. Yeah, there's like eight of them. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's true. It, it, I, it bugs me, too, that it's, you know, I feel like I have a hard time, you know, even, a, a, well, not assessing it properly, but I just feel like I'm getting my back up having to defend these guys constantly when, uh, you know, just from stupidity, mm-hmm. which makes it harder to, like, actually, you know, think about what they're really doing. It's, it's harder for, like, I'm... I'm not afraid but it, it's I, I will tread lightly on shitting on things that they're doing because that just empowers the fucking idiocy of people who are dying to shit on them mm. when there may well be shit worthy things that are going on it's just hard to do that knowing what you're going to provoke because of just how crazy the reactions are i had i i understand that and i was on the radio and i asked some rather odd like kind of leading questions that were like, can you hear, can you shit on them? And it's like, well, you know, it is, it's still early in the off season. It's not early in the off season anymore. No, there's nothing really that's going to change. Like this is basically the team they're going to go to spring training with. It's pretty close. To they're going to yeah. try to get another reliever too. They're going to, I think Sean Kelly went to the Nats. I saw. Yeah, oh yeah. All the relievers are going. So they're all getting fucking multi-year deals. Everyone's copycatting, throwing money at relievers. Uh, trying to build this kind of following the Royals model. The when Yankees the real Royals model is doing, is finding guys who aren't high-priced relievers and making them valuable relievers. Yeah. Like Car- like the Red Sox get Carson Smith and they traded some nice pieces, whatever. But it- did, did did they? Big Wade Miley guy? Yeah. you got to have someone to start. <laughs> I guess so. They gave up a lot to get Wade Miley, didn't they? I think so. Yeah, I think they. I don't remember what it Robbie was. Robbie De La Rosa. Yeah, he's good. It's a real. That's a real person. Yeah. But just go find your relievers. I, and the Blue Jays' previous regime was decent at that. Everyone's decent at that. You give up. You hey, you throw hard. Go go nuts. No, it's and I, I, it seems like that's what they're doing. All right, I'm okay with it. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll manufacture some more outrage and find something else to. Talk about on this edition, Birds All Day.
Alright, so it's basically the end of the show, so we get to talk about the end of the bench. Darwin Barney. Oh, yeah. He's a Blue thing. Jay again. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, sure. Kind of spells the end of Muna Kawasaki, I think. I think so. I don't know. Any team with Troy Tulowitzki might might need multiple infielders. And, uh, what are you trying to say? I don't know what I'm trying to say. His house is for sale, you know, Troy Tulowitzki. Yeah, he's got a. What is, where's where's he gonna go next? Do you think he's gonna go? You think he's going to what? Uh, Mississauga? He's gonna buy a giant yeah. Mississauga Palace. Yeah, buy the Vince Carter's old house. Yeah, there you go. Vince Carter's house was I remember seeing that yeah. on like MLS or something like that. But uh, yeah, I think he might just uh, probably stay close to the dome. Yeah, they all do. Yeah, maybe go month to month. No, well, no, they don't all. Because remember when after the Jays clinched the playoffs and. Encarnacion was like tweeting or Instagramming photos driving in the car like an hour after he had been like drinking champagne straight out of the bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the end of the band, the Josh Tolley thing. Yeah, that was a thing. He's a Blue Jay again. They had they had non-tendered him, right? They did. They non-tendered him. I think he was projected to make almost $2 million and then sign him for 800000 mm-hmm. Um He is going to be the backup catcher. I'm very okay with that. I've written about that a few times. Kyle Matt did an excellent thing at uh, mm. at uh, Capital J's where he looked at just the hangover effect of R.A. Dickey on Russell Martin where, you know, the day that he caught Dickey and the day after, he mm. was, you know, his... He was way, bad. His, yeah, his, 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 he was very bad. And then the other days, the farther he got away from Dickey, the, you know, the higher his average, or his, you know, his production relative to league average for catching mm-hmm. uh, went back up and then it went down and then back you know that was sort of the story of his season uh, which is a which is a remarkable thing it's a thing you know we heard a lot about we heard you know all the the old catcher guys you know the Joe Siddles and the Buck Martinez has talked about that uh, all year but what the wear and tear on catching Dickey would be because you just you can't catch it in the sweet spot because it's always moving and Martin had the you know his thumb just kept getting jammed which mm-hmm. is he, and, made, he had some comments about that a few different times. Yeah, which I think is entirely a thing. And I mean, if you look at, you can't really do this, but you know the way that, that Kyle's data. You know, if you parse it out, though, if you look at what his, uh, I think his weighted on base, I think is what he was using uh, on the on the days that were, you know, he was more than two days away from the from having caught Dickey. You know, he was hitting as well as he always does. You know, he would be up there with Buster Posey with, you know, the elite catchers in the league. And mm-hmm. then there are those dicky days and the one day after hangover thing that uh, dragged him back down to a less than impressive season or uh, an okay enough season. Uh, nice but, season for seven million bucks. Yeah, not one for not, <laughs> not one for 20 or one for a guy <laughs> who's locked in at 20, you know, going forward. So, yeah. Uh, so Josh Tolley once again riding that ticket to the big leagues. I, I think it's fine. It is, you know, maybe maybe that's maybe that's why Josh Tolley's fucking bat isn't so hot either. To be honest, you know, yeah. like, uh, he was a bit of a better hitter when he was uh, with the Mets. He you know, played so, a bit more regularly. Yeah, yeah. that's true too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, that's not to excuse the fact that the Jays are going to have a backup catcher with you know not much ability at the plate. Uh, who's but that's what I mean that's what they're gonna do you can't fucking pay to have a Dion Navarro back you know what would the, the, the doesn't make any sense uh, so yeah I mean as soon as Kyle wrote that thing it's kind of like you read it and you're like oh yeah well, I hope, I should hope that's true should be, should be the should be the backup and you know as soon as it you know started looking that way uh, I, I think that the Jays are probably on board with that speaking of Dion Navarro old friend alert 
he has moved on to the Chicago White Sox. Him and Brett Laurie. He and Brett Laurie. Yeah. Reunited. Uh, Feels so good. I don't. What did he even get money wise? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't. I think it was like I don't think the terms were announced within the first like several hours of the deal. And then what am I going to do? Scroll back through MLB trade rumors? Yeah. To... At which point we all forgot. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not much. No. Uh, oh, they the Jay signed Humberto Quintero, right? So yeah. he's like the backup backup. Yeah, basically. As opposed to Matt, Max Pentecost, who's the new first baseman, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that was a thing too. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else? The bullpen again. So they they. Uh, am I crazy? Mm. Like, why the fuck are they not even entertaining the idea of starting Roberto Osuna? That is a little weird, isn't it? I mean, right now they would seem to have four guaranteed spots, right? Stroman, Dickey, Happ, and Estrada. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounded like, I mean, for, what, who knows what John Gibbons' comments are worth, uh, but it sounded like he seems to really think that Aaron Sanchez should be a starter, should be given the chance to be a starter. He's not wrong. He's definitely not wrong. And, you know, thinks kind of the same stuff that we've talked about a long time, uh, uh, talked for a long time about with Sanchez, you know. Uh, that he should, <coughs> that Sanchez uh, runs the risk of just getting stuck in the bullpen if he doesn't allow the secondary stuff to develop more, if he doesn't get the opportunity to start, and that mm-hmm. he could be a really good starter if that secondary stuff comes along. I'm still going along, guys. But uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. The impression I got from Gibbons' comments, for whatever they're worth, is that he would like Sanchez to be the starter, and uh, to be a starter, and I would suspect that he's going to get every opportunity to win that job. Um, yeah, Asuna though, I don't know. Kind of fucks me like up. The, the most innings he's ever pitched is not, it's not high, right? It's like 70 innings. I don't care. I don't care. I don't either. I don't give a shit. The, he's a grown-ass man pitching at like 16 as a professional, not throwing huge amounts of innings, not throwing against premium competition. I don't care. Baseball's been his job for a long-ass time. Yep. He already had his Tommy John. The, to- the clock ticks. The clock ticks on him. And this, uh, a little bit, and... Uh, you know, Gibbons was sort of talking about that too, and, and mentioned Osuna, and, and he could be, a, he he can be, and is a really great closer. I mean, Jesus Christ, his, his did you see his zips projection it was fucking ridiculous? You know, like ERA and FIP minuses like seventy five or something like that. And he's really good, uh, but yeah, and yeah, I'd like to see him get the opportunity to start. It's I want to believe. I don't know if it's true, but like the way that the Jays are sort of setting up their rotation, kind of similar to what you were talking about a couple podcasts ago about rather than you know trying to slot guys into roles just have a as good a deep a staff as you possibly can and the guys that they're sort of looking at pettit uh that they close second super close second oh just missed <laughs> um and uh, you know and like be a is a guy that, that you know it's, again to talk about the super rule five guy you know he's a starter they're looking at the joe blanton's of the world they're looking at guys mm. they picked up jesse chavez they're looking at guys who are who have swingman abilities, but can also maybe go a little deep, you know, a little farther back in the bullpen if need be. And my hope is that they're, you know, looking to to move. You know, you know and if your bullpen, if, if Sanchez is starting or if Osuna is starting, that would, which would be even better. Uh, and then you have, you know, Chavez and Drew Hutchison and guys like that, you know, trying to do like late inning roles. I think mm-hmm. that's a great way to start the year. Especially with Osuna, you know, build up some innings, you know, get, let him get starts. And if at some point you have to be like, fuck, 
Osuna should really go back to the back of the bullpen. We need a we need help there, like they did with Sanchez last year. Yeah. Then do that. Then you build his innings up to you know another you know another benchmark, another level above where they were last time. Uh, and you have guys in Chavez and Hutchison and, and these other guys you're collecting who can go back into the rotation at, at that point. Or maybe it all just works out really well. And those are all very good points. And the other thing that's going to happen is with all these people throwing all this insane money at relievers, uh, Soria got three years, $25 million, 431 for Darren O'Day. It's fucked. Almost right away, all those guys are going to be on the trade block. There's good, as soon as well, one of those, we're talking about Andrew Miller being traded, right? Yeah, Andrew Miller's gonna is 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 like has been nonstop trade rumors. Uh, you know, obviously Kimbrel got traded. That's you know, Miller and Kimbrel are in another world. But, yeah, yeah. But I mean, even like James Shields, like signs of one year deal, and the Padres are looking to trade him. Apparently, there was somebody was talking about how his legendary leadership abilities gone after the first <laughs> month. Like the pod, he got the Padres ruined him. Well, uh, but. There'll be lots of opportunities to make the bullpen better uh, again. And, and, and like you said, yeah. there's lots of guys who can move around. There's lots of different guys who would like, oh, you throw hard, off you go. Was it Bo Schultz somebody who was saying that they really like Bo yeah, Schultz? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it was Mark Lowe. Somebody was saying Yeah, it was Mark Lowe. Yeah, that's who it was. Like throws 100. Was, you know, is, uh, you know, there's, you know, there's something there. There's something, mm-hmm. like, you know, they're starting to collect those kind of guys. I think it's smart that they're not overpaying for the past of what the future Bo Schultz could be, you know, like mm. I, some of the, some of the guys getting money are legit, but Jesus, like we were talking about, I mean, I know it wasn't a lot like per year, but Pettit was non-tendered like, the, you know, and, and getting a multi-year deal. It's fucking crazy out there. It's true. There's so much money. They, someone's got to spend, someone's got to take it. They yeah. got to give it to somebody. It's like the owners are doing all they can to not get like antitrust <laughs> suit yeah, or whatever. Basically. So you got to give it to somebody. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, w- I would think and maybe hope. I mean, next year, you know, Travis is gone next year. Dickie is gone next year. Maybe they have the same sort of idea with uh, with Osuna next year after another year in the bullpen. I don't know. Maybe. Fuck. I would couple, lo- in, couple innings. You want him to do two innings at a time? Go for it. Fucking well, right. Go for it. Build the build that up. But give, I think it's 110 this, innings. We're going to finish on this, I think. This, to me, is the issue. That just because he's throwing fewer innings doesn't mean there's less wear and tear in his arm. He's getting Throw, up and down, getting a lot. up and down, which you know Gibbons has had you know, prior to you know crazy maniac playoff Gibbons. <laughs> yeah, was the whole B.J. Ryan's famous quote about "I yeah. never got up when he didn't put me in." Yeah. If he's pitching three days in a row or four days out of five or whatever it might be, that's not any better. There's no magic number of pitches or innings that at which point your tendons explode. Yeah. Right? I, and that was a, the, one of the things I think if he's a starter, they can manage his workload maybe a little bit easier because you know he's only going to pitch every fifth day. You can skip some starts. You can do that stuff. If, which is another benefit of having a Chavez and having the, the Hutchinson wingman types. People as, were sniffing around after Drew Hutchinson this, uh, this week apparently. Yeah. No doubt. There's yeah, a lot. There's a lot a guy, to entice. There. He is a guy who I, I thought this about Jay Happ a bit too. I'll say this is after that. But <laughs> Jay Happ plays for the Blue Jays again. That's insane. <laughs> I know. But no, I mean Ch- Hutchinson is a guy who the Blue like Blue Jays fans, smart Blue Jays fans. If he was on another team, would be looking around and saying, if he didn't play here, would be saying, hey, maybe that's a guy you can target and, and bring over and see if you can find something out of whatever the fuck mess happened with his ear this year. But the thing I was going to say is. You know, as crazy as people went about that, 
if it had been reversed, if Hap, if they had never seen Jay Hap, except in, you know, the Pittsburgh version showed up for those, like, 60 innings, mm-hmm. and then their team let him walk for only three years, 36 million, people would have been just as livid the other way around. It's, uh, it's a fickle business being a fan sometimes. I don't begrudge anyone. <laughs> Disliking the half contract? And, and also not <laughs> having... Taking it for what it is. And, and remembering Jay Hap for being shitty because he was shitty for so long here. And not... It was better than... Not being like, oh yeah, he was really good for, for Pittsburgh for three months? Cool. I had no... I, at the, when that was happening, the Blue Jays were winning every single night. Yeah. So this nobody was watching that shit. Yeah. They weren't wandering around like, oh... I'm sure there weren't they a lot were. Of wa- they were watching at the start of the year, though, when it's like, oh, never should have got rid of Hat for Saunders. Fucking blew out his knee. Now he comes back and can't play. A lot of griping about J Hap not being here at the start of the year. And he was good for a few starts. Yeah. And then he was J Hap for a whole bunch of starts. Well, better than you remember in Toronto. His, another his old legacy, friend. His legacy will be rewritten. Old friend and uh, now teammate of, well, guy who plays for Seattle. Adam Lynn. Yeah, there you go. It's a nice luxury to have. <laughs> Adam Lynn, the, an excellent platoon option at first base DH. Though he doesn't want to play DH. He doesn't? It's boring. Is that what he said? <laughs> he's like, His uh, quotes are pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> it really, now that he's on another team and you can sort of step back. Yeah, it, it was always great here, but it was always like, Jesus Christ, Adam, what are you doing? But now it's like, this is great. I think what, what David Stearns is the Brewers GM. It's like, a child, like a literal child. He's like, yeah, I think I just talked to David Stearns for the first and last time. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a moon-faced man, baby, David Stearns. <laughs> like, he is a, he's 30? Fuck him, then. Pretty much. Yeah. Fuck him. Uh, thank you, dear friends, for listening to this uh, edition of the Birds All Day. If you made it all the way through, and you're not Stacey May, and you're not on the treadmill, uh, we will applaud you. Because there's really nothing to talk about, and yet here we've been doing so for, what, 45 minutes, maybe? Going on 50? You think it's tough now? Wait till next week. The hell are we going to be talking about then? We'll do. We'll gimmick it up. We'll come up with some gimmicks from here on the way out. Maybe do the quiz. Get Lewis on the line. Yeah, we should get... Oh, fuck. Do you want to get that drunk? Do you want to Do you want to set aside a couple of days? That, that? drunk? Lewis is, is leaning mean these days. I only see one side of him, and that's and that's rare. So yeah, that's probably true. All right, enough of this giving away the secrets. We'll talk to you uh, real soon again on Birds All Day. Bye.